0: couple of preseason games under the belt. It's time to draw grand conclusions. Uh, welcome to episode 30 of Lamenting the Leafs. I'm your host Cameron McCacken and I'm joined by my co-hosts Nick Richard and Keith Whipple and uh, maybe I should punt it to you too since I, I didn't watch any of the first game the one the Leafs actually won. I caught most of the second one, but what what were your thoughts on uh, the Leafs through two games? Anything stand out? Because again, it's exhibition. How
1: dare you deprive yourself of the first taste of preseason hockey? It's such a high quality product. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, what were you doing that was, that was
0: <laughs> not watching preseason? Um <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you missed William Nylander kind of putting on a show in the first game. It, he he mm-hmm. came back, picked up right where he left off in the playoffs. It looked like, you know, like, like you said, you're not going to take too much from preseason performances, but it, his was a pretty strong one to, to start off the season. Um, Tavares looked good. It was just great to see him back on the ice, I think, um, just to see him healthy again.
2: And Well, I mean, the – the, some of the additions, I think that's kind of what everybody was was paying attention to. Some of the new guys, um, and they all kind of came as advertised, right? Like Kasha is, a, I think Keith said today, like he knows who he is in the league. He's an NHL player. He's, he, you know, it's very apparent. Um, I don't think that's ever been in question. Like clearly, he's a guy that that has the skill and the and the kind of hockey IQ to to perform at an elite level. It's just whether or not he can stay healthy. Um, you know. Bunting looked great, kind of as advertised. Looks like a guy's going to score a bunch of greasy goals and piss people off. Um,
1: and Bunting Richie. skates a lot better than I thought he did too. Like he he was moving up and down the ice. In that yeah, first game. I, I,
2: he was impressive. I liked him a lot, and, and I, I mean, obviously, he's the type of guy that's like easy to root for too. So you want to, you know you you get you kind of get up for for rooting for a guy like that and then richie obviously picks a fight with shirat immediately will win over a whole bunch of people and and then conf made a couple of really good plays too and he looks like he's a guy that's just gonna kind of you know suck the life out of a game which is exactly what he's brought in for so there i didn't find there to be anything that like really kind of surprised me or or uh you know and then on the same note you have mikhayev picking up where he left off too which is generating a bunch of chances (laughs) flying up and down the ice and not being able to bury. But it was just nice to have the Leafs on.
1: Yeah. Mikhaev was one of the, the best players on the ice. One of the only guys to play in both games for the Leafs so far. But he he was flying maybe even a little more than he was last year. It looks like he kind of has a chip on his shoulder trying yeah, to, to prove yeah. that he, he might be worthy of more. And you know, again, you can't make too much of who's playing with who in the preseason and things like that. But it, it did seem like Keith was giving McKay a few more offensive opportunities through those first two games. He had some power play time and things like that. So uh, that's going to be something to watch as camp progresses, because if he keeps playing the way he is, he's going to earn a, a look in the top six. Um, among the, the younger guys that kind of stood out for me, I thought that Semyander Argushintsev I've flubbed his name on like three different fucking shows
0: last week. He's so, SDA. He's yeah, so, yeah, we'll go SDA. <laughs> he's actually, he's to SDA, SDA, SDA now, so make sure you get the proper yoked sda
1: yoked sda has has looked pretty good uh he's day to day with an injury right now he got banged up in the the second game there he was the other guy to play in both games, but it, his performance on saturday night was was one that stood out to me. His hands in tight, making plays to get around checks and separate into space, kind of drive play forward. I thought he was someone that that really impressed on uh, Saturday night,
2: yeah, he looked up to the like occasion like he didn't look like he was you know a young guy playing in the n h l like it didn't seem to get the best of him like he was making some some good decisions whereas you know you might just see guys just kind of make the easy play I, I did like that he had a bit of the confidence to do that too and uh, what did you think of Semyonov
1: uh, I really liked him and he, he kind of came as advertised as well I know it, it's hard to believe that a uh, Leafs KHL free agent signing kind of came with no fanfare but he's not someone that re- <laughs> that really got much attention we've learned <laughs> <laughs> yeah <I> maybe <mean, laughs> fool me once hey um, yeah no, I, I think that he kind of played the same sort of style that I saw when I, I watched a few of his games from his uh, KHL time. Really responsible defensive center. He skates well. Kind of he knows where to be. He, he's never going to cheat you for offense. Like he, he's always going to be in the right spot to cover for the the guys on his line. Uh, he can win some faceoffs, and I think he's like an opportunistic scorer. He's got enough skill that once he is able to create some pressure with his line mates. He can get into the right spot to to pounce on a scoring opportunity and put a goal home. So he he's a guy that I think Sheldon Keefe is really gonna grow to love as he gains familiarity with him. Uh, I don't think that he's necessarily pushing for a spot on the opening night roster, but his play is gonna stick in Sheldon Keith's mind. I think.
0: Yeah, I liked him. He. Um you know sometimes it takes a while for guys like that like when you're looking for the smarts and you're looking for you know does this guy kind of understand where to be like it might take a while to kind of stand out but maybe it's because i was looking for it but um yeah he, he really seemed like a responsible type of guy and that's you know what he's what he's gonna have to be right so um i thought that the pace was really good monday night um i think that you know, Travis Dermott ha- had a really nice outing. I feel like we've gone, f- you know, more than far enough into season two of the podcast without blowing smoke up Travis Dermot's <laughs> ass. So, uh, Well,
1: I didn't want to start with no, that. I feel I'll, like I can't take even the like, talk about him anymore. I'm happy yeah, to okay, take cool. the
0: torch here. He, he, I thought he had a really good night. Uh like that look alongside Morgan Riley. I think that's something we kind of pine for at times, like just, you know, two mobile guys. Um I liked the look, so um, I, I don't really know where they're going with these defense pairings. You know, it feels like they're just kind of trying some stuff out, um, and and eventually, you know, they'll kind of go back to old faithful probably with some of these pairings. But um, I, I really like that, and I, and, you know, we've been kind of pining for for Dermot to get more responsibility, and, and and you know, it seems like the the natural next step, right? And and um, yeah, I thought I mean he had that. Pretty rough uh, play on was it uh, Misak in the in the neutral zone Mis- that was yeah. not uh, not the best read but um, you know in general I thought he had a pretty good night.
2: It's going to be a big year for Dermot. He's going to be probably playing alongside of Sandine, who's pretty much like a rookie. Like it's that's it's going to be interesting to see how he settles into that role of being the maybe the guy that is a bit more. Responsible or stay at home. Like he had, you know, playing with Bogosian last year, he, you know, was kind of the opposite in that role. So I'm curious to see how that's going to work out because that's that third pairing is probably the only kind of like question mark that I have going in. I think the top four is pretty solid and kind of a, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of mentality for it. But I think Dermot and Sandine, if that ends up being the pairing, I'm, I'm that's definitely one I'm going to be watching. Hopefully they get a couple of preseason games together. Well,
1: to that point, I think perhaps the, some of the reasoning behind the pairs that we've seen in the early bit of camp here is just kind of to have guys like Sandine playing along some more experienced options and also to kind of make the group as a whole uncomfortable, you know, instead of resting Mm -hmm. on their laurels and going back to what they're familiar to kind of shake things up a bit, just let them know this is the start of a new year. I fully expect we'll be going back to Morgan Riley and TJ Brody uh, on the top pair or or the offensive top pair I guess and then Jake Muzzin and Justin Hall handling the shutdown minutes again. Um but yeah, I liked to term it on the right side. I think we we've kind of referred to him in the past as a sort of TJ Brody light kind of player, very similar skill sets. He's obviously not on the same level as TJ Brody at this point in his career. But I I really like to look alongside Riley last or on Monday night as well and that that play on the, the Kasha goal, he had an opportunity to just kind of make the easy pass over to Goosev at the point. And, and that's what we've seen Travis Dermott do all too often in the last couple of years. I think that's been a lot of the criticism with him is he hasn't really shown much offensive creativity or much aggression in the offensive part of the game. For him to kind of look that easy play off and put it down low to Riley to create a scoring chance that eventually led to a goal, I thought that was an encouraging sign as well.
0: What did you make of the uh, the goaltending? And I mean, obviously, I thought that, um, you know, even though the the Leafs lost, we had some nice moments there, especially from Mrazek on Monday night. Um, You know, we talked about this a little bit in our last episode, just how how is Keith going to handle this? And he had some comments to that end today, right? Um, I'm curious to see how this is going to be going forward.
2: Yeah, I mean, first of all, goaltending just kind of Corey and Scott would be kind of the first, yeah. Takeaway from that, but I mean, I don't know. It's hard to really again the theme of like it's the preseason. I mean, Mrazek looked good. I think what did he? He had one goal against, right? Yeah. So I mean, he 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 had a couple good flashes, a couple good saves. Campbell had maybe a bit of a rough night, but um, again, it's. it's so hard to to kind of really they, they might have been working on something who knows what what's kind of going on out there so it's it's tough to to kind of really pass any kind of judgment I, I think it's gonna be a really interesting year from the a goaltending perspective because i mean we, we talked about it prior to this too but just there are maybe are coming in just like incumbent you know campbell as as the number one but that's not going to be something that has a super long leash. So, I mean, Mrazic's a very good goaltender when he's healthy. So, he he looked the part last night, or yeah, last night it was. You know, he's I, I can understand why they they paid him the money they did and the and the term they did. He's an extremely good goaltender when he's healthy. That glove save he made was was awesome. I, I didn't really understand why they were both playing. On the same night yeah. instead of splitting them up. But I think we talked about that in our group chat. It could be just something as simple as getting them used to game time routines together. They're both going to be suiting up every night together. So uh, maybe that has something to do with it. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I'm not, not going to make any grand determinations, especially about the goaltending after a couple of preseason outings. Um, it kind of sounds like the plan, at least to start the year, is going to be a kind of a true 50 50 split tandem. Uh, Keith was asked about. The, the night one starter on Tuesday a, after practice. And he kind of said he doesn't really care which one of them it is because they're going to be going to the other guy in the very next game anyway. And that's how he expects it to go for a while. So I, yeah. th- regardless of who starts on opening night, I, I think that f- at least for the early part of the season, it's it's going to be a, a true 50-50 split for the most part.
2: And also like just, I mean, the last kind of comment on that is just kind of you have a guy like campbell who played lights out last year he goes into the playoffs plays extremely well in the playoffs as as well and then kind of the team goes out and acquires a a a legitimate number one goalie i would say and kind of brings him in i think and if he kind of you know start has to now start splitting starts just his kind of attitude towards that i feel comfortable that that's not going to become like a, a locker room thing Like he's just such a genuinely nice human being that I just don't, you know, if Mrazic starts to get more starts, I don't see that becoming like a, I don't know, any kind of storyline.
1: No, and and I think with the way that Campbell's year went last year, injury wise, and the fact that he still really hasn't put in a full season with a starters workload as it is. I don't. I don't suspect that's going to be a problem throughout the season. Regardless, he might even of, welcome him.
0: Yeah, he might I, even welcome him. Yeah. Leafs have a couple of guys on PTOS as well. I didn't see. Uh, Josh Hosang, because I, I like I said I didn't see the Saturday night game, but it sounds like he was pretty good. <laughs> he, he
1: looked pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah. heard pretty yeah. good things. Gusev uh, less so on Monday. Um, I, I really do hope <laughs> that they bring Hosang into the organization. You know, obviously this is a guy who has had a, a tough um, you know career so far and hasn't necessarily gotten a, a, a fair shake in the past. And um, you know the Leafs, uh, you know, brought him in, and, and it seems like they they are determined to have him as part of the organization. Obviously. And he, I don't know that we've ever, ever seen anyone sign a PTO as early into the offseason as as Josh Hosang did with the Leafs, right? So it'll be interesting to see where this goes. That's a good point.
1: Was it him that said he was training at the Leafs facility for like six weeks during the offseason? So for a guy on a PTO to even be around long enough to do that, it, that says something. But uh, I, I don't think that they'll be able to say that he got the short end of the stick here, at least early on in Toronto, getting a chance to play alongside Tavares on opening night. I thought it was really cool to hear Hosang talking talk about how he he took some time to reflect on that moment before his first preseason game, looking at the Leafs sweater hanging in his locker before putting it on and all that. You know, he he's a local kid, grew up there cheering for the Leafs. I, I think that he's he's at a point in his career where he's ready to to make the most of this opportunity. And it seems like the Leafs really do want to keep him around in some capacity. I think if he's unable to earn a spot on the the main roster, at the very least, there's going to be an AHL contract waiting there for him. And, and he seems more than willing to take that on. So yeah. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of his camp goes. One more guy to get excited about down in the Marlies this year, I think. Like, and he'll
2: probably be a guy who's pretty quick to get called up. If there's some injuries, I, I, I'm, I thought he played well on Saturday night. Like, I think there was like moments where you saw like all these, like this is why this guy was a first round draft pick. And, yeah. and you know, he has all the skill in the world, Um, you know, and he's, he was fortunate enough to get to play, you know, with, with bunting and, and, and Tavares as well too. And they just had a good night all around. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just, there's just so many bodies up front that yeah, I, don't, he's in I obviously don't think there's, there, there's not a great, opportunity for him to to earn an opening night kind of thing or but i do think that if he goes down and re, you know i hate to kind of say like the Galchenyuk thing but like i think that was kind of beat to death a bit about how the lease rebuilt him and became almost like a meme of itself but it it you know it it did work like ultimately the guy was playing you know in in the top six in the playoffs for the lease and and a pretty good team so it, it, i i think they've shown that they can do that. And if they need to kind of bring him down and get him to, to maybe change his game a little bit or work on aspects of his game. And he also just from a mindset standpoint, you know, his interviews were great. Like it seems like he's ready to, to kind of do what it takes to make it. So I'm, yeah. I'm rooting for him. I hope, I hope he's, I hope they, he somehow is a part of the Leafs going forward.
0: Anyone with a have comment? Do you, I on
2: didn't really end. notice
0: him.
1: <laughs> not, not, not so exciting. <laughs> the, the other end of the PTO battle, Nikita Gusev, uh, didn't have quite as strong a showing in in his first taste of action, but I think he's a guy that they're probably going to try to get a a bit of a longer look at. Sheldon Keefe alluded to the fact that there's probably not going to be many of their NHL regulars heading to Ottawa for the third preseason game. So I expect a guy like Gusev is probably going to be given some heavier minutes. They're really going to want to give him a chance to prove he can do something because he didn't really do much in his first opportunity. Uh, I think the the leash is going to be pretty short with him. He, yeah, he's, if Ho-Sang's in tough to to turn a spot, I think Gusev's chances are pretty slim at this point.
2: Yeah. I just don't see how he fits in really. Like he's a, you know off like a super offensive first kind of guy horrible defensively they've kind of moved away from playing that way as a, as a kind of forward unit everybody's pretty responsible now power play specialist guy who's he going to knock out of a power play spot like it's just it just I was intrigued by the PTO and I thought it was interesting at the time, but I just don't see how that would work. He
1: he hasn't looked better than any of the guys that he would be taking a job from. So, and he he
2: would have to, he would have had to have come in and just lit the world on fire for his, you know, preseason
0: appearances. And through one, he did not do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's enough talk about preseason hockey. Uh, um, let's uh, let's uh, wrap wrap it uh, (laughs) up. so, um, yeah, I mean, we're still so early into it, so much can still change, but I um, wanted to have a little bit of fun here, and I've been teasing this with you two, uh, I, that I have a draft planned, and I haven't told you anything about it, I just told you to have a pen and a paper ready, and the Leafs roster, so it's time, um, I, I was I was looking through the training camp roster, and something struck me, um, you know, this, this camp, the Leafs have a lot of guys of a certain profile, and I'm not talking about speedy, skilled, small guys with hockey sense, anything like that. Uh, gentlemen, today we are drafting the best two first name names from Maple Leafs camp. Uh, we are looking <laughs> right. to draft the, the, the strongest the, names here. So, so not the best players who have two first names. So, for example, Austin Matthews, clearly the best player on the Leafs. However, not a strong... Two first names name uh because i don't know many matthews's you know a lot i know a lot of matthews plural matthews right so it's it's almost there maybe you okay. could stretch it with a team that is not so rich in such names but as it stands he is not on my, my draft list, and I do have a draft list. I am I am <laughs> fully prepared for this. So I, I'm throwing it at you guys, and I'm, I'm, I'm monologuing here a little bit to give you a moment to look over the, the camp roster and, and make your <laughs> –
1: yeah, well, that's what I'm doing, and I am struggling early on here. Well, first, well, first
2: pick, because I think there's a clear-cut number one Bob McKenzie draft ranking
0: uh, number one. Well, I'm, I'm interested in your analysis on that, it. Keith. Uh, we're going to have a three-round draft draft. Uh, <laughs> And given that we have our very own two first names co-host, I thought that the first pick should go (laughs) to uh, to you, Nick. Um, Did did you? And just to give you a little extra time, has anyone ever told you that your name could be shortened to Nick Dick? Oh, yeah, I never heard
1: that one going through elementary no, you school, never well, that's that. for sure. <laughs> uh,
0: so you are on the clock um, at number one overall. Uh, two
1: first names. Okay. Um, I think I have to go with Morgan Riley. Okay.
0: That is acceptable. Okay. Okay. Keith acceptable suggests that that not is where not I yeah, went. your first. Not, not so, where I went. so you, you have the second pick. Um, so it sounds like you're going to be right. able to get your, your number one choice.
2: It does. But now I just spotted another one that I wasn't thinking about. So no, you know, with the second overall pick <laughs> in the two first names draft, <laughs>
0: I proudly select Ian Scott. Solid choice. That's a solid choice. Um,
1: okay, wait. I think I misunderstood the rules. They're being evaluated on the quality of their two yeah, first names, I, not their. Oh players. yeah, so I, know, not, I, I, not on, I did outline uh,
0: that because Austin Matthews again. Yeah. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I was frantically scanning. <laughs> the
2: I wasn't. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't listening, listening, to listening to a goddamn, goddamn word rules. you said. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Carry on. Carry on. I'm, okay. I'm comfortable. So uh, I'm up at number three and, and I'm on the turns here. So I've got uh, two two picks and we've it's kind of uh, it's <laughs> it's not quite a snake draft. We each have, you know, either, uh, you know, the first, second or third pick in each round kind of thing. So it's it's all kind of um it, it, it'll it make I sense you really spent sense. some time I, I did, on I did. yeah this is I you better, I did not want to prepare win. preseason stuff I didn't even watch one of the games like I said this is much <laughs> more intriguing to me
1: this, this is what you were doing instead of watching game one on Saturday night. <laughs> so
0: I'm I'm thrilled uh here because I'm actually going to be able to get I, I think my my top two choices um and you know, I was I was really going to have a tough time here. I think if if um, you know only one of them fell to me, or if, if uh, um, you know depending on how how this thing shook out. But I, I'm really happy with my first selection. I'm going to um, choose just a, I think a really solid one, Adam Brooks, who. You know, Brooks, yeah. and maybe this is a little bit of a dark horse because Brooks is maybe not necessarily looked at as a first name just from the sense of it's a hockey. But name. it's topical. That's it's right. in
2: the news. Brooks, Brooks Kepka. It's, it's, he's it. everywhere right now. That's a, it's, it's a, it's a, a cultural reference,
0: right? That's now. right. I'm you got, you know, of course, Herb Brooks uh, spawned uh, lots of b- hockey brooks,es like Brooks like and and Brooks um, Orpic, uh, for example. So, so there is some precedent there. So, I, I like Adam Brooks as my first pick, third overall. And now, with the first choice of the second round, uh, I'm going to choose the the player who actually inspired th- this draft when I saw the name and. Uh, Take Curtis Douglas, uh, yeah, with with the second, <laughs> my second choice. Um,
2: so that was my uh, that's who was creeping in for me as potentially my pick over Ian Scott,
0: but no, it's a good all pick. Right. So um, Adam Brooks and Curtis Douglas off the board uh, for my squad, and we're going to come back now to Nick with the fifth overall selection, round two. Selection two.
1: Clarification on the rules. Does the spelling <laughs> it, does the spelling influence whether it would be considered a first name or is it more the pronunciation?
0: Um I think I, I mean I, I'm 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 curious now what you're
2: do you know of anybody with the first name that you're
1: going to say? Like is there do you have like an example I should say? Mm, good question. Okay. In that case, I with the fifth Overall selection in the double first name Leafs training camp 2021 roster draft.
0: I proudly select Curtis Gabriel. That's very solid. Yeah. 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 That's that's now I have absolutely. Uh, and, and I mean, you um, should, <laughs> it should be noted as well that there's there's a little bit of a unisex thing there as well, where you can have both male and female Gabriels. So like that kind of works into it. Um, mm-hmm. Curtis with a K. That is that bonus um, points? That's I, that's I, yeah. I, that's how is this being graded? I feel like this? we <laughs> got to put it to a <laughs> so, vote.
2: Should we post the rosters? I, think, and do a Twitter I poll? think it's a
0: Twitter poll, and people vote on the strength of yeah. of the squads. Now, now the thing we're going to run into is people are going to vote based on who has the best players. But what we got to make it explicit. Yeah,
2: we got to be very yeah. clear about uh, that. So,
0: Keith, you yeah. are now up with the final selection um, in round two. S- all
2: right. So, with the sixth pick, we are going to pick. joey anderson all right that'll do
0: that'll do yeah. interesting choice yes um definitely there are some anderson's like- um oh yeah we got
2: uh, with the news got anderson cooper anderson pock anderson vera
0: Former NBA player, Keith, a little <laughs> bit of local content. You had some conviction uh, there, so, yeah. uh, Anderson McDonald, the great Saint John hockey player, played in the queue. Um, uh, yeah, so there, there are some Andersons for sure. Yes. Joey Anderson was on my my <laughs> ranking list for sure. And Keith, you're on the turn. You're up with the first pick in round oh, three. Shit. Yes. So so you are on the clock once again. <laughs> All right, I am going to go
2: with uh, this is a this is off the board a bit this is i'm worried about the quality of this one but now now this is good all right sixth overall pick no sorry seventh overall
1: pick is first round first pick of the third <laughs> round <Fuck. laughs> is tj
0: brody uh nicely done i like it any um any comments on on that i mean brody I like, is i don't know i can't think you know? of
2: any, i can't think of anybody named brody right now but i know there's brodies out there um it's yeah, definitely I, a name they're escaping me at the moment but
1: uh, I, i've yeah. met a couple brodies i've always the past there's Brody's yeah. out there
0: yeah uh, i believe brody jenner is a uh, reality show person that's
2: what i that's the only name i could think of <laughs> like, isn't he like he's from the kardashians yeah uh
0: okay. yeah but uh yeah all right um down to the final two picks uh i am up with the second pick in round three and some intri- couple of intriguing options remaining to me here um but I- i'm going to go with um the one that i feel has slipped a little bit and i will select nick ritchie with my final choice, mm-hmm.
1: how did I not oh. Richie? Yeah, I, really, Rich. I
0: really sniped you on that one, Nick. Um, with your final <laughs> pick now, Nick, there's
2: up. one. There's one left that there,
1: I, I. There's I don't one know. that's really jumping off the board here at me. Uh, I, especially uh, for you, I think, you. Yeah, I think yeah. that I,
0: I know which one you're talking about, but, but I'm, I'm curious to see if it lines up. So you're on the clock, Nick. Final choice of the draft.
1: Okay, I am really, really excited to round out. <laughs> my double first name Leafs training camp roster with Semyon Der <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm kidding. I, I'm,
0: I'm going to select Jack Campbell. Yeah, that's that's where that would have been my choice. You know,
2: there's. That's that's def uh, it's a good. It's a good point. It's a good call. But I really thought that Travis Dermott had some some opportunity in this draft.
1: Oh, interesting. Felt like he was yeah.
2: there. He was on the board to be taken. His, uh, you know, Dermott's a. It's a bit
1: of a. I feel thing, like if we spent more time in Ireland, I think if we spent more time in Ireland, Dermott would have been a little more obvious. Yeah, that one didn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he,
0: he was not on my. Not on my board, but yeah, that is an interesting thought. Who's left, really? I mean... I feel know, like Cameron you know, went
1: through and counted to make sure that there was like there was just enough. nine. There was literally
0: nine on my list. Austin Matthews was 10, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, I didn't have Dermot on my list, but all nine of my the guys that I had on my list went, so... Great work, gentlemen.
1: Well, I think Keith and I did quite well for uh yeah, for how little for time we had. Yeah. That's right. That's definitely I thought we not going to
2: do. I thought we were going to do like a year-long fantasy draft where we were going to like at the end of the year see who had the most like goals and points and shit. No,
0: that's, but, that's uh, this is way, was way, way more too fun. normal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, no, this was, uh, this was fun. I, 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 uh, I feel like, you know, I, I'm happy with my team. I, I, I felt like I needed to win a, a draft after fantasy football season. So, um, that's why I, I sprung this on you. And I think you, you, you gentlemen acquitted yourselves fine. So, um, we'll, we'll put it to a vote on our Twitter account. Who has the best two first names team. Um, let us know
1: <laughs> in the spirit of keeping the preseason interesting I think you did well here Ken. thank you thank yeah. you yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, I feel uh, good about my accomplishments here I think that we've really helped to inform folks uh, tuning in <laughs> um, a couple of other things before we we wind her down uh, big news Keith already mentioned St. John uh, hosting the Memorial Cup as that was announced this week. Mm. Um, very exciting stuff. Yeah, pretty excited about that.
2: I, I think it's been something that the city's been kind of trying for for a long time. Yeah. I know the year that they won the Memorial Cup was kind of like, they were like a year ahead of where they thought they were going to be. I don't think, because that, that was like Huberto's draft year, and I believe somebody else that was quite high up. Yeah. I can't remember. Bullew, Nathan bolio's draft Phillips. year. Yeah. Uh, Zach Phillips. Yeah, they were all, that was, I think they thought that those guys were all coming back for the next year and they did. They were all back the next year uh, with the exception, I think of Charlie Coyle um, who went, went to the NHL or AHL. I can't remember, but um, yeah, that, and then ended, they ended up losing that year, not losing. Well, they did lose that year as well, but they, they lost the bid to Shikudemi to Shikudemi beat them in the finals. Shonigan. Sorry. You're right. Yeah. They they lost the bid to Shonigan. Shonigan beat them in the finals. Um, but yeah she, no was no I, finals, I believe actually? Saint John Let's...
0: beat shewingan in the final no Saint jo- shewingan didn't get to the finals I think shewinegan bowed out in the first or second no. round and it was everyone was saying well, what a joke it was that they they got the memorial Cup when Saint John was so clearly the best team and then shewingan went and won the whole thing um that's what <laughs> it was yeah um they lost in the
2: they lost early in the q playoffs. yeah, 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 yeah Saint John yeah.
0: won the the president's cup um and you know 2011 yeah i don't think Coyle was there in 2011 i think Coyle was there in 2012 i could be wrong on that but I, I think i don't think Coyle was there when they won the memorial cup in 2011 i think he was part of the the team the following year um like the team that and, lost you mean yeah the team that lost in the mem cup i think i could be i could be wrong on that but i i, I believe um because that I think was because because yeah,
2: no, i think he's like older than those guys like then Huberto and them maybe yeah we we can we can fact check this later but he's He's a year older than Huberto, so I would think that he was there because he was the yeah, guy that was brought did, in late because he he played he had the Sea Dogs had his rights. He was playing college and he left and all that stuff. But yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll figure no, that he, out he later. He wasn't
0: but. he was at uh, Boston University actually. Yeah, yeah. The, the year they won the so he he did come over the following year. So he was he was there they, like they went to the Mem Cup, but uh, he wasn't there the year they won it. He he came over from BU. Um, um, well, either so, way, they
2: were they were a year ahead of schedule. I remember that being kind of the storyline, yeah,
0: like, for, for that era of the Sea Dogs, and, and then they ended up. Uh, and, and I thought they were going to get the hosting gig that year it for sure, like, like I mean, she yeah. went such a small market, and she had a solid team for sure. But you know, Saint John was was the well, better spot. Well, they also wanted, Saint I John
2: ha- and Saint John just facility wise, like Harbour station's a great arena. It's connected by Pedway systems to two massive hotels. They actually that like for that bid, they put in a bunch of like private boxes and press boxes they took out like the kind of the west end of the arena was always just kind of like uh like a horseshoe and then it just was kind of empty like there was nothing down there and they built boxes and everything so they they did work for it and uh it didn't really make a whole lot of sense at the time there were some some people that were pretty pissed off i think so yeah i'm excited for it it's gonna be fun it's gonna it'll be i definitely have lost interest in this in in going to see dogs games kind of since then um but I'm excited to, you know, to kind of maybe catch a, a, a few games and then try to get some passes for the cup. William Villeneuve, what up? Um Yeah, and that's the other thing too, is actually having a Leafs prospect to watch, um, which I we haven't had here in St.
0: John since Maple Leafs legend Chris Domenico. That's right, that's right. Um yeah, it it should be fun and it's it's weird, right? Like it's a it's a really short run up where you know usually you have like a at least a year notice a year to prepare. Um, this was, you know, a little bit more short, short notice kind of thing. So 2022 Mem Cup in St. John, um, dial it up. Lamenting the Leafs. we're just we're committing ourselves to to just a live show anytime there's a uh, any east kind Coast. of uh, <laughs> any kind of a hockey event. these Coast, we're there, and then we just did we won't love, be there probably. But
2: I did love. Uh, I think it was Tony Nick that tweeted you saying, "Can he crash at your place?" And you were like, "Yeah, I'll be I'll be <laughs> yeah. about eight hours or six seven hours yeah. away in St. John." But
1: <laughs> yeah, I, shout out to Ian Tulloch as well. He made a, a little trip out east last week and. He messaged me to meet up for a drink, and once I began telling him that I would try to make some arrangements, because it was like three and a half hours away, he was <laughs> shocked.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, welcome to life on the East Coast. Um, yeah, so looking forward to that in, in the spring. Um, I, I I feel like um i ha- we have to just force ourselves to talk about the jays for a quick minute because every time we do um their luck seems to turn and every time we talk about them we say ah oh, they're done and then they go on a run and last time we said playoffs so now we got to talk about them and <laughs> ahead of these last 6 games like they're they're playing right now as we're recording against the yankees um so playoffs um or, or are we supposed tough, to say that 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 it's over now? After I, I don't know, but it's yeah, this has been such a goddamn whirlwind. I just I just want to get you know a, a playoff game or two under the belt. It'd be so much fun.
1: Well, uh, about a month ago, if you had said that the Jays would be in this position going into their final six games of the season, I think we'd all have taken that. So I think from that point of view, it's going to be a really exciting finish to the season. Getting to see meaningful games late in September is pretty much all you can ask for. Um, I, I really hope that they're able to string together some wins here and and sneak into that wildcard game. But uh, and what are they? They got thirty thousand there now. Yeah, they they got the, their approval for thirty thousand fans at the dome again. So it it's going to start to feel more like a postseason atmosphere there. It's going to be a really exciting way to close it out. Yeah,
2: I think you're 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 right. Like that you know when they were in the midst of that not the most recent cold uh cold streak but the one uh, i guess a month ago or so or a month and a half ago um this didn't even look like this was going to be possible it looked like they kind of played themselves out of you know this this series meaning anything but um yeah i mean it, it's i think i've said this before and it seems to and this is not necessarily an original thought or anything like that but it's just they're so much better than the Yankees and the Red Sox. Like they're just a better baseball team than them. And I, it just sucks that they might not make the playoffs because, and you can like, you can easily go back and find four or five games that they absolutely blew. Whether it be the bullpen stuff in the middle of the year to the early of the year to some ch- questionable Charlie Montoyo decisions, especially around the bullpen. Like there were there, the games were there. Like you, when you have a run differential like that, it, it's not like you you struggle to find where those wins would have came from. They were there, and uh, that's the the frustrating part is that you're just you could be wasting, you know, an MVP quality season out of almost like two players, like Robbie Ray's in that world, and 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 then all or three players because you got fucking the, the, yeah. Semyon as well, and Tay Oscar's not really that far behind either. So it's it's crazy how many like seasons that or how many huge seasons they're having and for them to not get the playoffs would just be a waste. Maybe yeah. not a waste, but a shame. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It'd definitely be a shame. Um, as shameful as the bears offensive performance key or no, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <Is that laughs>
2: again?
1: Uh, oh my
0: God. Uh,
2: that was the most yeah, frustrating. No, we don't need any have sporting event that I've ever had to watch. Don't need to get into it, but I, uh, I'm surprised that Matt. Well, I shouldn't say I'm surprised, but I'm disappointed that Matt
1: Nagy is still an employee of the Chicago Bears as of today, Tuesday. But
0: uh, yeah, is,
1: is Matt Nagy really just three Latislav Nagys? In a French
0: <laughs> just I. Yeah, they that's, probably that's would be like, better. Honestly, that's what I said. I said I, I would rather have Ladislav Nagy. I tweeted. I I, I I am. I hate this guy, man. I'm I'm done. I'm done. I don't uh, understand. I don't understand how
2: you can fire yourself from offensive play calling. Point your offensive coordinator to call the plays for the last however many games of last year. I think they went up to over like 27 points a game, maybe higher, with laser calling the plays laser still there and he's re and naggy's just back to calling plays in the off season. Like, I, I don't know why, how that thought process worked. Like it's like, Hey, it's not working. That's I'm going to fire myself from calling plays, but now I'm back and there was no other personnel changes. I don't yeah, know. It's, it's a joke. It's,
1: we're talking about the same coach that brought in like 20 kickers. Yeah. Like, uh, like a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, the, uh, the wheel <laughs> of kickers. Yeah. Hey, but I'll give him I some like. credit for that. Cairo sand
0: i gotta, I gotta talk about, go to talk about something i, I like. like hang on
2: WNBA playoffs <laughs> there
0: we go underway get right now let we'll me get my it. blood pressure down uh <laughs> the the first two rounds have wrapped up they're both single <laughs> knockout very fun very exciting uh the i believe that they're just about to tip off actually for game one of the semifinals, best of five for the the semis and the finals and um I made my picks on Twitter. I meant to talk about it on our last pod, and I forgot. So I made my picks on Twitter and doing okay so far. Uh, One of my upsets got through. Uh, I have kind of tried to, like, you know, I, I root for the Leafs. I root for the Raptors. I root for the Blue Jays. So since I root for the Bears... I kind of feel like I, I, I got to have like the you know package deal with with sports cities. So Chicago, I, yeah, the Chicago Sky has kind of been my team in the WNBA for the most part. Um, they got through as a sixth seed. They got Candace Parker, who is a veteran and is is awesome, and um, they've been. You know, a different team with and without her in the lineup. She was injured a little bit earlier in the year. So I kind of thought, oh, maybe this veteran team gets through and, and they might just get crushed by Connecticut. But uh sprinkle a little bit of cash on, on Chicago at the start of the season. Sprinkle a little bit of cash on Las Vegas midway through the season because they were dominating. And, you know, Connecticut might be the favorite right now. But um there, there's my, my WNBA betting advice. I don't know. That's... It's been fun, and I will say I, I keep making the mistake of, like, I'll do a WNBA parlay, and I'll nail those games, and then the NFL game that I throw on just fucks me. That's what happened on <laughs> Sunday. It's no good. Um, but, yeah, that that's underway now, and, and uh, a lot of fun, uh, really entertaining. Um, Nick,
2: I, I don't know if you saw the tweet, Nick, but I, it was making the rounds about, how the the NFL should investigate how the Steelers beat the Bills in Week One. <laughs> I mean, I would be
1: that would have been a frustrating game as a Bills fan, but they they're back. It, it they're was they they look awesome yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, Josh Allen looked like Josh Allen again this past weekend, so that that was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. They, they were kind of picking <sighs> apart the Washington football team. You know, it it, it was really encouraging to see. Allen hooking up with Cole Beasley again and starting to form some kind of connection with Emmanuel Sanders, the, the new guy in the receiving corps. So they look really good together. And then, you know, Stefan Diggs is always going to be Stefan Diggs. So uh, comparing that offense that w- we saw last year, if, if they get anywhere as close to that f- for the remainder of this season with the way that their defense looks early on, it's it looks significantly improved from what we saw last year, uh, It's not crazy to be calling them a Super Bowl contender. So
0: no, no, especially with
2: the Chiefs looking pretty human. The Chiefs' D is awful. So I mean, it's there.
0: Um, Keith, just because you you brought up the Steelers, I. I Pulled up a note that I had here from when we were going to record after Week One, and then we ended up not. And then the bowl, uh, the Bills, you know, went went on their runs. So I I didn't mention it for our last pod, but because you you mentioned the Steelers, I, I just had this little <laughs> tweet that I uh, wanted to read: December twenty first, twenty twenty, at underscore Nick Richard. Once again, the Steelers are frauds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, they've now but shown themselves to right. be frauds I, I, again. I, I, I think that will be proven true as the season continues. Yeah. Much like we're not going to make too much out of the, the preseason here. I'm not going to make too much out of a, a rough start for the bills in the opening game against the fraudulent
0: Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> um, gotten way more into the NFL the last few years. And Mina Kimes is one of my favorite analysts. Um And introduced me to A new term that I had never really heard before Until I heard her use it to describe uh, Ben Roethlisberger and it's now My favorite football term Arm punt (laughs) (laughs) Really just sums it up